There we go. What's up, Gen Nation? Sidex here, and uh, we are back with Multiversal Podcast episode 15. We got a lot to go over, um, but before we do that, I just want to say thank you for watching and listening, wherever that may be. If you're live with us on Twitch, watching the playback on YouTube, or uh, listening through the various podcast apps that are out there as we are on um most of them at this point and more in the future so stay tuned for that uh with that being said let's just uh go over the merch we have available shirts shorts masks mugs phone cases uh hoodies the hoodie right now is comfortable as hell and it's the perfect time to pick one up the link will be in the description of the episode, in the description of the YouTube, the uh, and uh, command merch in Twitch. So we appreciate that. Pick up your hoodie, pick up your gear, your coffee mugs. Get ready for uh, the cold weather coming. And let's get into this episode. Being as this is uh, the end of the month episode for us. We're going to kick it off with entertainment and we're going to close it with gaming as we always do because we do have a lot of gaming to get through as and we have um, the November releases. So we'll run through the November uh, game releases. We got the Silent Hill remake to go over Resident Evil 4. There's a ton of gaming news out there and um We'll, we'll close out the show with that. So with that being said, let's kick it off with Andor. Andor episode six. Uh, I'm not going to break this down crazy uh, as we might be doing that on Tuesday's uh, Theater Room episode 61. Um, so... If you want the full breakdown of the episode and all of our thoughts tune in then but as far as uh my quick thoughts on andor episode six this was by far the best episode that they've uh, come out with um one through three was like its little mini series and uh four five six has its own little like mini series feel i don't know where we go from here as we close it out with seven eight nine uh actually no we have 12 episodes in this season so we have seven eight nine and then nine and then we have 10 11 12 so we may be keeping the format of every three episodes is is a like a mini trilogy but um if this closes out whatever that that heist storyline that we were building up for four, five, and six, episode six delivered. It was like I said, it was the best episode of the season so far. Visually, it was beautiful. Um, the action, 
during the heist was amazing. Um, you felt the tension. You felt the tension throughout the episode and more specifically when uh, they, they were building up for the TIE fighters being launched to go after them, right? They were just building on it and building on it. And you felt the tension building and building and building. And now they're finally trying to escape. And boom, the TIE fighters are launched and they're chasing them. It was epic. And the, the stars coming over the sky uh, while they're trying to, um, or the, the comets or whatever the hell those were, as they're trying to escape and the TIE fighters chasing them. Like, it was visually beautiful the tension was perfect the combat or or the the action scenes were perfect the dialogue was good i mean it was just overall the best episode i thoroughly enjoyed it and uh i'm curious what seven's gonna bring because i feel like seven's gonna be more it's not gonna be like a, a letdown per se but uh, a letdown in the sense of um coming off of like the high of episode six. So now we're going to reel it back in and start maybe a new three episode story arc and, you know, build off of that. So seven might be, you know, uh, it might be kind of a little slower episode as we establish what we're doing for the next three episodes. Who knows? It's hard to tell like their pattern in this show, but episode six, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend you do so. And if you want to watch it with me, you very well can on our Patreon. Our Patreon gets early access to all our uh, reaction videos on Twitch. And you get uncut, raw theater room, full theater room episodes uh, on Patreon. And you also get uh, the full series of Andor that I'm reacting to. I'm I'm watching every episode on camera for you on Patreon and that is exclusive to the Patreon. So self plug take it or leave it. <laughs> the Patreon is there for you to enjoy if you want to. Um with that being said, Andor episode 6 delivered and we will be Highly anticipating episode seven, seeing where we're going to go with this. Uh, we have some more interesting news. Oscar Isaac made a headline saying that uh, Metal Gear Solid is still on his mind and it is still a thing that's happening. Um, for me personally, I didn't even know Oscar Isaac was already tapped to play the role. And that has me excited because he's a great actor, as we know from Moon Knight and his other projects. Um, this is this should be fun. This should be a fun movie. It should be an action-packed movie. Uh, Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid is a fantastic series. It's a great you know game, and uh, you know, uh, is Kojima. Is Kojima um, leading the charge on this? Is this a Kojima production or is this like a Konami production? Not 100% sure, but I will tell you 
they got the right actor for the job and I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, I'm glad we're, we're getting these, glad we're getting these, uh, these video game adaptations taken seriously. They're trying to make these movies and shows feel authentic to the source material. And I really hope they do that with Metal Gear. And uh, I, I think with an actor like Oscar, you're kind of forced to give you top quality writing because I feel like you wouldn't, you know, agree to the role otherwise. So Metal Gear Solid movie in the works. Stay tuned. Now, <laughs> this one, I have to be honest, there's been a rumor that we're getting Mephisto in the MCU for ages. Ever since Endgame ended, we were getting breadcrumbs of Mephisto. And they could have been fake breadcrumbs that we just manifested in our mind. Like, uh, what was it? In, in Loki Season 1, getting the devil stained glass, uh, stained glass devil piece um perfectly framed on this on on the on the scene right it was perfectly framed was that a, a droplet a breadcrumb of mephisto existing like there's been so many like random things uh during no way home you know talking speaking of uh the devil a lot as far as peter parker goes but was it a nod to mephisto who knows there's been so many little things and uh Apparently, we have confirmation that Mephisto will be in Ironheart and he will be played by Sasha Baron. Yes, Borat. <laughs> we will have Borat playing Mephisto in Ironheart, which is wild. Um, I... I don't know what to expect from him to be Mephisto because Mephisto is a he's a powerful villain and uh, it's crazy to get him in Ironheart and I hope it's he's not just locked to Ironheart and we see him elsewhere but um this this could be a very very fun series because you're gonna get Ironheart I think we're, we already have a uh, War Machine confirmed um this show could be very fun to watch and uh, very high stakes. So I'm excited for that. I don't know about Sasha being Mephisto, but we'll have to see. Marvel's very rarely um, wrong on casting. So if this turns out to be uh, what we're getting, then I have faith that uh, he can deliver. And uh, real quick, I I was I wasn't gonna mention it, but I'll just mention it. Um, Twister Two was announced. It's still rumored. There's been people that are saying it is happening. People saying it's not happening. Um, as far as far as we know, Twister Two is gonna be coming, and it's gonna come with the the main characters from Twister One. You know uh, Helen Hunt, and I forget the, I forget the dude's name, but um, they will be reprising their roles if this rumor is in fact accurate. So I I, I like Twister one. Uh, to be honest, Twister not only was it a great movie, but it kind of got me into uh, 
it kind of got me into back then learning more about like the weather because it just seemed so cool to learn about um like tornadoes and, and their power and seeing like the computer readouts and this and that and, like it was it was it was interesting to uh it was an interesting movie to watch that many years ago it was a uh, good dialogue that for a tornado movie it had great action in it um and i can't see twister 2 being any different if you're gonna give me the the two main characters from the original and another crazy tornado that's gonna rip a town apart and they're still chasing them and enjoying that then i can't see that failing <laughs> to be honest but we'll see um next we're gonna go over something that's uh it's a block we got a big block of dc coming first on the list no this is not a dc podcast i promise but we have a lot of dc news that came out recently and um we need to uh kind of go through it and it's gonna bleed into our, our gaming verse so with that being said james gunn has been in the news and uh I guess seemingly confirmed that he is working on a secret DC movie after he finishes season two of the peacemaker with John Cena. Um, there's no idea on what that movie might be. I mean, logical choice would be another suicide squad. However, why would that be so secretive? just announce another suicide squad movie the fact that they're claiming it it's a secret movie me it, it tells me that dc has something up their sleeve and they want james gunn controlling it and uh i'm okay with that because we know how james gunn operates suicide squad 2 i guess you would call it um was fantastic with his direction peacemaker is fantastic um with his direction and uh, writing and everything so um I i'm fully on board with james gunn taking uh a more um a more important role and really help build the dc universe to what it should be um so james gunn's a perfect candidate for that and i'm curious what the secret movie is i like, I, I, yeah, a new Suicide Squad would be cool, but I want to see something different. I want to see something unique. And I feel like James Gunn excels at something different and unique. A la Peacekeeper. A la, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. We've never seen that on screen before. It's different. It's unique. He can work with it. So give us something, James Gunn. Give us, give us a... Uh, Give us something that is really going to help DC and help us as um, viewers. Give us something cool, man. That's all we want. So whatever that secret movie is, James Gunn's the right man for the job. Um, we're going to go to The Flash real quick. You know I hate talking about Ezra, so I'm not really going to be talking about him. But I will say this. Um, last episode, we mentioned how... Uh, 
he's back doing reshoots and you heard me go on a rant um apparently the rumor now is yeah he went back for reshoots but they still have no plans to keep him as the flash moving forward that sounds great right well now there's a report that the flash 2 script is already written or or being finalized and if you have a flash 2 script already and just waiting to be greenlit and produced right and shot if you already have the script you're telling me that you're anticipating flashpoint to be extremely well uh, to do extremely well and you're telling me that you're you're expecting Ezra to continue otherwise why are you gonna I, I don't know I don't know what DC's plan here I'm, I'm hoping that Ezra is done and we are moving on to a new flash and they're just hoping that people are interested in the character and they're not gonna mind somebody else playing it and hopefully Hopefully, with Flashpoint, they can kind of lead us into believing a, a, a new Flash is taking over without disrupting the, the path that we're on, whatever that path may be with DC at this point. Um, so, who knows? Ezra's in, Ezra's out. I Who, who the hell knows at this point? Um, but what we do know is Flash 2 has already be, uh, been written. And um, all we need to do is wait to see who's playing him. We still don't have a final release date, I feel like, for the movie. Do we? Let me look it up real quick. Flash movie. Release date. Uh, June 23rd, 2023. Okay, so June of next year. We're, we're eventually going to get the Flash. Okay, fantastic. Um, I don't know. I've said it before. I'm impartial if uh, I want the movie to do well or to crash and burn. I just want the end result to be Ezra out. And if regardless of how well Flashpoint does when we're still going to get Ezra out, then yeah, I want a good Flashpoint movie. And I want it to make sense on why Ezra is no longer Barry Allen, right? Make it make sense why we have a new Barry, a new face of Barry Allen in Flashpoint. Transition us to a new era and I think it'll all work. So, with that being said, we're going to move on to the next DC topic. Um cuz yeah, as you know, I'm tired of talking about Ezra. Wonder Woman Wonder Woman 3 has been greenlit and is still in production. Um, Gal Gadot is returning as Wonder Woman. She's a fantastic Wonder Woman. Um, 1984 or Wonder Woman 84. That movie fell. That movie fell pretty hard. Uh, and, and it's a shame because. The beginning of the movie was it started so strong and ended so poorly. It just 
the creativity just kind of fell apart in the end. Um, the villain was bad. Getting uh, Chris Pine's character back was weird. Um, they harped on this Amazonian armor that's indestructible, right? So she wears it in her battle, her final battle, and the armor gets shred to pieces by a, a tiger woman or a cat or whatever. <laughs> like it was just, it was just so bad. It was so bad. But um, with that being said, Wonder Woman three is coming. Um, Gal Gadot is returning, and uh, hopefully we get a better movie out of that we don't have a release date yet um we're still in the very early stages of it but they dc put out a memo saying yes she's still wonder woman yes this movie is coming and uh, we'll let you know more later this is something i'm extremely excited about apparently henry cavill who is uh rumored to be playing every single role in Hollywood at this point is returning as Superman, which is a phenomenal news. Henry Cavill is the best on screen Superman we've ever had. I do not want to hear anything about it. There's no debate. Well, feel free to debate me in the comments if you would like. <laughs> I'm very, I will, I will engage you in this debate. No problem in the comments or in chat if you're uh, listening live. But Henry Cavill is our best on-screen Superman. And it would such a big blow to learn that he was gone. So the fact that he is back um, now that the old guard of DC is leaving. Shout out to uh, the DC the DC president being uh, resigning, I guess, um, after 15 years of running DC Entertainment. He is no longer running DC Entertainment, which is great news for us. That means the direction that DC Films is heading is a new direction ran by new people. Um, they're still searching for Kevin Feige, but their first order of new business because let's be real, the Flash is old business. Batgirl is old business that they canned. They just deleted, uh, which is crazy because they paid Michael Keaton a lot of money to be Batman in that movie. And I don't know why Batman, Michael Keaton's Batman was in that movie. I guess it would have been like a Flashpoint thing or something. I don't know, but Michael Keaton was returning as Batman in Batgirl and that whole movie just got canned and they still had to pay everybody. So Michael Keaton just, you know, he did his thing. He acted whatever and got his money. Just nobody's going to see it. With that being said, um, Black Adam, Batgirl, Flash, old business, right? peacemaker old business continuing because it did well as it should uh james gunn still continuing as it should as he should with the uh, dc 
but the new business is Henry Cavill's out. How do we get him back in? And it looks like DC got him. And it looks like it came with the, uh, help from The Rock, to be honest. It sounds like The Rock got Henry Cavill to put the suit back on. At least assisted in his decision of getting the suit back on, which is freaking awesome if true. Um, thank you, Rock, because we got our Superman back. So it DC confirmed that yes, Man of Seal 2 is coming. Which is phenomenal. So we're getting a we're getting a new Wonder Woman. We're getting a new Man of Steel that's been we've all been itching, or at least me, been itching to get since Man of Steel 1 came out. New um, we got Black Adam out this weekend, which uh, we'll get into in a second. Um, we have, you know, Peacemaker Season 2 coming. We have possibly another Suicide Squad movie, um, possibly a secret DC movie. We have Green Lantern being created for uh, television, which I don't think that was scrapped yet. Um... There's a lot of DC stuff happening right now. And I I'm all for it, man. Let's be real. Like Marvel, Marvel, Marvel's Marvel. Like the MCU is the MCU. They're doing their thing. Granted, you know, the Disney Plus shows are uh starting to it's starting to fail in my eyes for many reasons. That we'll get into another day, and we've got into in other days. Um, but DC needs a win. DC needs a win big time. And uh, Henry Cavill coming back as Superman is that big win. And um, getting Ben Affleck to suit up as Batman in the Flash movie is a big win. Getting Michael Keaton back is a big win. Like these are big DC wins, and they're trimming out some of those wins, which is interesting. But if, you know, the big picture and, and vision is a certain thing and this is the direction we're going to, and we're going to get a fantastic slate of DC movies because of it, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I don't need to see Michael Keaton as Batman again. If it means we're getting crazy good movies in the future. I mean, if they can somehow tie in this new Batman movie that they got, you know, with uh, Pattinson. If they can somehow tie him into the overall world that they're building, that'd be great. Um, but again, that would be like a flashpoint reversal of, you know, who's Batman now type of thing. So who knows what we get. It, it, the DC... It, the DCEU is going to all come down to how... Flashpoint rewrites DC as far as, you know, their their movies go and their HBO television shows. So that the movie needs to be done right. It needs to be done well. And hopefully it propels us in a direction that we can all enjoy DC movies again. And with that being said, you know, we said Black Adam brought Henry Cavill back to Superman 
Black Adam just came out this weekend and uh, it's getting a lot of mixed reviews, but overall it's pretty positive. Now, if you want to fight me on that, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 41%, but the audience on Rotten Tomatoes giving it basically an 89%, almost 90%. Almost 90% rating on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing you look at, right? Yeah, the crew, the critics are gonna give you their opinions, but the critics, it's the audience, it's it's the everyday person who's actually going to see the movies. Um, that's who we want our opinions from, you know, and uh a 90% is a fantastic Rotten Tomato score for uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson playing Black Adam. Um, now, here's my thing on Black Adam. I didn't see it yet. I'm hoping to see it uh, tomorrow or Monday. We'll see. But um, I'm hoping the movie is just fun. I just want it to be a fun movie. I want Dr. Fate to kick ass. I want, I don't want Dr. Fate to just be a cameo. I want Dr. Fate to be amazing because Pierce Brosnan is a fantastic acting choice for Dr. Fate. Uh, the costume looks fantastic. I, I'm just super excited to see if, uh, what Dr. Fate does in this movie. Um, I'm curious how the rock plays it. I'm hoping he's not just the rock and he's actually a comic character, but you know, we'll see how that goes. Um, the other JSA characters I really don't care about, like Hawkman, I don't care too much about. But I just hope they don't make... A, I hope they add to the story and not derail it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of characters, a lot of DC characters to bring into one movie. And I hope it all flows together, right? Um, just don't derail your overall picture. Uh, with adding all these multiple characters, but um, just give me just give me a fun superhero movie. This doesn't need to be Endgame. It doesn't need to be Winter Soldier. Like, just give me something fun. He's a Superman type character, and Dwayne, you know, The Rock Johnson in his press tour couldn't keep his mouth shut about the end credit scene. Basically, um. So I, we kind of know what's happening there, uh, or at least who's going to show up in the end credits. Shout out Hunter Cavill. Um, he and, and don't don't yell at me for spoiling that because The Rock spoiled it in all his interviews. He was like, "Oh, we got he, welcome home, welcome home, Henry Cavill." Like, yeah, okay, we get it. Superman's back, and uh, if like I said, if he's the reason Superman's back, then. Fuck yeah, thank you. But you spoiled you spoiled that he's gonna be in the end credits scene, basically. So I can't wait to see what that end credit scene is going to be. Um seeing Superman and Black Adam, who pretty much is uh not equal to Superman, but pretty close in strength, you know, and speed and all that stuff. That will be a fun fight to see. 
I don't, we're not going to get that in um, uh, end credit scene, but hopefully it leads into something that we'll get later on, which I would imagine it does. But overall, like I said, it just needs to be fun. Just give me a fun Black Adam movie. Give me all the action. Give me all the characters. Make it, you know, make it flow correctly. Make it seem fun. I just want to enjoy myself in the theater. Don't give me a piece of crap movie where I'm like, what the hell did I just watch? Like how, uh, what's the name? Like She-Hulk, like sitting down watching She-Hulk. <laughs> like what the hell am I watching? Um, She-Hulk was okay. Well, that, that's a different conversation, but give me something that's more fun than what we got from she-hulk please um so I, I hope the rock delivers a lot of his movies are action-packed and and fun movies to watch despite him being the same character so hopefully we can get past that and actually enjoy the movie but with that being said thank you for again for bringing henry cavill back as superman if that is true um we're still rolling on dc news Titans season four is coming out. I believe this week, if I'm not mistaken, um, I started doing a rewatch of Titans because I, I never watched season three. Uh, I never watched season three. So I did a rewatch of season one and season two just to kind of refresh my memory. I just finished season two a couple nights ago so now i'm gonna start season three and then i'll just keep rolling with uh season four this show is fantastic it's the closest thing to a live action uh young justice uh series that we're gonna get right now um having you know basically all the all the sidekicks <laughs> all the sidekicks in one uh in one group is basically what young justice was and uh that's kind of what we're getting in titans you know nightwing is uh is running the show we have the new robin with them we have you know superboy red hood like it, it's just super interesting um the the risks they take with this show and like the storyline or the stories they're telling um season one was more about rachel but um season two is more about uh dick grayson and like how he handles the titans and why is he bringing the titans back together after all this history of how bad it went um that's pretty much what season two is about and him finding himself and detaching himself as being Robin. Like when the, the Titans existed back in the day that he was Robin, you know, now there's a new Robin. He doesn't know who he is really. He's just trying to lead, but he doesn't know who he is. And he finally becomes Nightwing after going through his troubles. So it was, it was, it's a fun series. If you're interested in these characters, I highly recommend it is on HBO Max. Um, season four is coming soon. So within the week, maybe two. So I highly recommend you catch up. 
highly recommend you catch up and uh yeah with that being said speaking of all the sidekicks we're gonna shoot over to the gaming verse because uh as awesome as the titans are um we have our own group of titans in gotham knights and uh i have yet to play it but it's getting beat up in metacritic scores it's getting beat up in reviews um my biggest problem with gotham knights i you know i can deal with a bad score because uh again metacritic is giving it a 69 right now right and metacritic is very is very much the rotten tomatoes of gaming okay metacritic is giving it a 69 right it's not great it's not good uh it's not bad right um but the user score which is the player the player rating is an 8.8 out of 10. that is very good right so again with like black adam where the critics hated it but the 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 audience is loving it we're getting that with you know the players are loving the game the critics hating it um i'm hearing the game is very you know it has its flaws as you know games are going to have but again, like I said with Black Adam, like I want to watch something fun. I just want to play something fun. Like I want to be Nightwing and beat the shit out of people. Like why not? I want to be Red Hood. Jump around, punch someone in the face, shoot people. <laughs> like Robin, Batgirl just floating in the sky. Like I want to be these characters. I want to have fun. And it, they're tackling one of the best storylines in the Court of Owls. So... I can see why the users or, or the players are having fun with the game. It's tackling a very popular, uh, a very popular storyline. And I'm hearing the cutscenes are out of this world on the game. So if you're giving me a great story and the great cutscenes, um, I can sacrifice a little bit, a little bit of gameplay problems if I'm still having fun doing it. Like if I'm still, if the game is still fun to me, I'm still beating people up. I'm the, the, the world looks great. I can roll around and go anywhere in Gotham City and find a criminal, beat him up like in Spider-Man or something and uh, enjoy the cutscenes. I can get past all, all the flaws, but if there's too many flaws and it kind of, you know, overtakes um, the enjoyment, then that's where you have your problem. So we'll have to see. Um, we uh, There's a lot going on and I don't know when I'm going to tackle Gotham Knights. I will be playing it though. So the biggest flaw of Gotham Knights is not being 60 frames on consoles. That is criminal. Is actually criminal by the developer. Um, and they're blaming, they're basically blaming Xbox Series S for not being able to handle 60 frames properly. And that being the reason why consoles being locked at 30. And there's been multiple developers, actually, side topic here, multiple developers basically shitting on the Xbox Series S. And I'm not here to shit on it. I'm just report telling you the reports that are out there, like the, from the developers, that 
the Xbox Series S, and we all knew this coming out when it was coming out, that it is an inferior console to the Series X. It's just meant to be a little more affordable, right? It can't handle it can't handle the games. It can't handle the new games coming out. And it's holding back the new games from being able to fully embrace the next gen capabilities and go full 60 frames, get the full graphical package and everything, right? that we want from, you know, PS5, Xbox Series X, PC, like this is what we want, right? The Series S is holding all that back on multiple fronts. <laughs> like Xbox, please get rid of the Series S and stop creating, stop forcing games to be able to play on it because developers don't want to build a series s version and then have to build a playstation version and then a series x version and a pc version like they want the multi-plat game to work well on all consoles at the same settings right and then the pc world they have you know all the bells and whistles and they can you know max out their frames to whatever the hell their pc can handle it's different that's a different world, right? The console world is very universal as far as what we're all getting as for, you know, frames and expectations and stuff like that. And the Series S is actually holding us back from reaching our potential. So that's a problem in its own. But um, I'm, with all that being said, I'm still going to play it. I'm probably going to do it on the PC just to get the 60 frames and up and thoroughly enjoy the game. Um, and, uh, that's my Ted talk of the DC universe in a nutshell. We are going to exit the DC universe. <laughs> we are knee deep into gaming now. Um, Gotham Knights. I hope, uh, you continue to impress the players other than, and, and kind of, uh, tell the critics to shut up, but, um, we're going to jump over to Marvel for a second and Insomniac Games. Insomniac Games. Now, we know this game is coming out, right? Wolverine. We're all waiting for it. Um, it's being it's being uh, made by the people, Insomniac Games, who created Spider-Man. So we know how good this game can be. Um, they made Miles Morales, which is fantastic. We know how good Wolverine's going to be, right? The writing, the voice acting, the visuals, the gameplay, it's all going to be fucking amazing. Sorry. It's going to be amazing. But the weird news is that Microsoft is claiming that this game is going to come out in 2023. We didn't even get a trailer from Spider-Man 2 yet, which I'm going to get to in a second. But Wolverine was like a hey, hey, Wolverine was a little tease like, hey, we're making this. This game is coming, but you got a long way to wait for that. And Microsoft out of the blue this past week was like, no, nah, that game's coming out next year. Like, how do they know? How does... My, hold on. How does Microsoft know that Insomniac is planning and Sony is planning to release this game in 2023 at the same in the same year of Spider-Man 2, which is their most anticipated release coming up? 
for next year. It's going to be their biggest release next year, Spider-Man 2, right? Why would you add that? And Wolverine, and I'm sure the development team is splitting hairs trying to produce both these powerhouse games, right? At the same time, if they're both going to come out in the same year, there's no, it's not, it's not possible. I don't see this being possible. So I'm going to say Microsoft is just talking shit. They're mad at Sony for trying to block them from buying Activision. And they're just like throwing news out there that they have no, like no business even knowing. Like why, how would they know that? I don't know. I'll tell you what though, if it's true and we are getting this game next year, my God, ne next year's slate of games is going to be ridiculous. But for our sake, for the quality of the game's sake, let's push this back to 2024. Let's enjoy Spider-Man 2, um, which we're going to get into now. Uh, like, let's enjoy Spider-Man 2 next year. We'll have Wolverine in, in the following year, which is fine for me. Um, again, if we're going to get in both these games in next year, that'll be a miracle. And if they're both the same quality as, you know, the first Spider-Man games, that that's going to be a miracle. And I'm going to love every second of it, to be honest. But again, I just don't see it being possible. And, and if they do force it to happen, it, it's going to hurt one game or the other or both. Um, so who knows? Hopefully that's not the case. With that being said, they they did confirm Insomniac confirmed not Xbox, but Insomniac confirmed that Spider-Man 2 is not being delayed and it's still on schedule to come out in 2023, which means uh, I think we're going to get a state of play for the holiday season. Um, I don't think I don't I don't know. We may get we may get a teaser another because didn't this didn't they announce Spider-Man 2 last holiday season? Right? Didn't that come out last holiday season? They had a big uh exclusive, like first um uh what's the word I'm looking for? First party. It was an exclusive first party uh, Sony state of play. And that's where they showed us Wolverine and Spider-Man 2, and they gave us a teaser video of Spider-Man 2. We didn't get a teaser video of Wolverine, but apparently that's coming out next year too, right? So I think we may get in a state of play coming soon, very soon. Uh, we're going to get a first party exclusive state of play and actually get the full trailer of Spider-Man 2, which would be, uh, it's going to be mind blowing. Now, if we're on track for spider when did Spider-Man 2 release or Spider-Man? Spider-Man 1. September 7th. And when did and Miles came out around September, right? Miles. Miles. November 12th. So Spider-Man Insomniac has been pushing out holiday season games, right? Spider-Man and Miles Morales have been coming out in September and November. It's holiday season, fall season. There's no way we're gonna get Spider-Man 2 and Wolverine both 
in the holiday season of next year. I just that that's just not possible. I can't. I don't see that being possible. So I'm fully expecting Wolverine to be 2024 holiday season, right? If that's even um, enough time for them. And uh, I fully expect Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2 release date PS5. Do we have a release date? We don't. Fully expect Spider-Man 2's release date to be October, anywhere from September to November. Um, Probably split it in the middle and go October release for uh, Spider-Man 2, which is fine. And if we get the trailer in a state of play and then we get another trailer, like a final trailer over the summer during E3 or something like that. Hell yeah. Let's do it. So I'm super excited for that. But um, a state of play is coming. So stay tuned. We will react to it because it's going to be a big one what i'm hearing it's gonna be a major major state of play so we'll see spider-man 2 could be on the docket we'll see but um i can't wait to see what else is coming so with that being said we're going to uh talk about what i did play and that was uh some early access i probably got about three to four hours in uh, of early access time on the campaign. And let me tell you, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 campaign is delivering one of the best campaign stories they've ever come out with. I feel like, I feel like I said this in the last Modern Warfare. Don't get me wrong, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the Black Ops story, Cold War, but it wasn't better than Modern Warfare 1, you know, the new Modern Warfare 1. There's, there's a million remasters and remakes and whatever, but the modern day Modern Warfare 1, that story was so damn good from Infinity Ward. Uh, they created that story. They created Warzone. They gave us a great multiplayer, right? And now we're here finally with modern warfare 2 and early access giving us a taste uh, not even a taste a full campaign so i still have a lot to do on the campaign but the missions i've played so far have been like i said some of the best missions i've ever played in a call of duty game i'm talking we're we're you know ghillie suit uh, ghillie suit sniping stealth sneaking around right i'm talking we're creeping around docks swimming underwater stealth killing enemies all the all the all the the characters from all the cods are basically in this game like we have mctavish we have soap we have captain price we have gaz like <sighs> All these characters that we know and love from COD campaigns are rocking out right now. And this campaign is delivering on so many levels right now. I can't get enough of it. I can't wait to continue the story. I'm almost going to be sad when it's over because COD stories are generally, uh, they're generally small. We get what, like an eight to 10 hour, 10 is being generous. We get like an eight hour story campaign 
because everyone knows you're playing Call of Duty for the multiplayer. And now with Warzone, you're playing Call of Duty for the Warzone, which Warzone 2 comes out in November, right? So <clears throat> the fact that they're still delivering and focusing on the campaign, one is great because the last Call of Duty we got, not Vanguard, uh, the one before that, what was before Vanguard? Was that? That wasn't Black Ops, was it? It was a COD. Yeah, there was. I think it was Black Ops 4, right? The one before. Yeah, Black Ops 4 was no was no campaign. It was a strictly multiplayer. And then we finally got Modern Warfare. And then we got Black Ops Cold War, which had a campaign. And then uh, there was, what, another World War II one there? And then we had Vanguard and whatever. So, I don't know. Like, the campaigns are always going to be decent. They do a good job, but what Infinity Ward does with the Call of Duty franchise is next level. Um, the fact that they're rebuilding Warzone, the fact that they're delivering us a campaign that I'm thoroughly enjoying, where the Night Vision missions storming compounds looking for tower like we're doing a lot more tactical stuff than we've ever done in a cod campaign you can snake doors and like use a camera snake and see inside the door or inside the room like there's so many tactical things you're breaching doorways your your doors are locked you're kicking them in like you're, you're, you're tear gassing vents and drawing enemies out of the house or, or, or the warehouse. Like there's so much detail in this that it, it's mind blowing what we're getting from this campaign. I, I cannot wait to play this more. And like I said, I'm going to be sad when it's over, but you know, by then we'll have multiplayer take over my life and uh, everyone else's life and we'll just move on until the next campaign comes out which is uh probably gonna be next november but yeah i don't know modern warfare 2 if you haven't pre-ordered it um if you're, if you're thinking of buying co uh, modern warfare 2 just pre-order it now and play the campaign because by the time you're done with the campaign the the story uh the multiplayer is out so just play the campaign it's it's worth it you'll thoroughly enjoy it the missions are freaking amazing, and uh, I got no complaints. Absolutely no complaints. Um, Final Fantasy 16 popped out a trailer, and uh, I got to tell you, I kind of fell off of Final Fantasy, but this trailer was very intriguing, and um, the combat system, like, I I'm very much uh, done with the whole, you know, uh, turn-based style play, how Final Fantasy used to be back in the day. So now that the you know they remade seven and they made it no turn based and I think Final Fantasy fifteen was uh, no turn based right it was a normal game I think sixteen is also going to be normal it's uh, very much in like medieval like times um, so it's like a, a time period I guess that is the that for me personally, I enjoy. It's a time period I enjoy, but um, it's it's interesting to get this time period, medieval times type of game 
at a, from a Final Fantasy standpoint. So I'm assuming it's going to be like Game of Thrones, medieval. It's all about dragons, right? <laughs> so it's going to be something similar to that, I guess, which is fine. Um, I would like to see more and see more gameplay from it. But uh, the trailer was dope, man. It actually made me pretty uh, interested in the game. Uh and I don't know because it's like a different time period, I guess. I don't know if it's going to um, matter if you've played old Final Fantasies. This one might just stand on its own. But uh, that's for you to tell me in the comments because I haven't played a Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy XI, the online version, where I no-lifed Final Fantasy XI forever uh, until I started playing Ultima Online and then no-lifed that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Final Fantasy 16 coming soon. Uh, looks dope. Check out the trailer if you haven't yet. Briefly, I just want to uh, pour one out from the homies at G4. Um, I was super excited for G4 to return, right? And uh, I was very, 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 very disappointed in the relaunch because I couldn't even watch it on TV. Some, some cable companies had a, a channel for G4. Some cable companies didn't have a channel. I have Verizon. I couldn't find G4 on my TV. It did not exist. I've looked up channel numbers. In like some markets, yeah, maybe Verizon has G4. But in the market I'm in, it didn't have G4. So I couldn't even watch the revival. And it makes me sad because I absolutely love G4. We need, it's like a, we needed a true gaming channel on television. And G4 was that for us. And, uh, they announced that they are closing up shop. Comcast is getting, I think Comcast who owns it now is, uh, shutting the station down. Um, everyone's losing their jobs, channels no more, the G4 dream is over. And uh, it's a shame. It's a shame because it was a channel for us as gamers and uh, their launch uh, crashed and burned because I gotta be honest, probably a lot of people couldn't even friggin' find it or watch it. And uh, it, it's hard to jump into the YouTube content game, as we all know. Pumping out your episodes on YouTube is uh, its different than me sitting there watching a 24-hour gaming network on my, on my television. That's what I was hoping for, like we used to have. And uh, we didn't get that, at least in my area. Um, there's... A, we're going over time here, but there's just so much to talk about. Let's try to speed this up. We had a major Silent Hill reveal. Um, they went through <clears throat> quite a few things. One being a Silent Hill 2 remake. Um, you know me and remakes. I don't play them, right? Uh, if I've played the game before, I will not be playing the remake. And Silent Hill 2 is probably one of my favorite horror games, right? Uh, it's one of my favorite horror games I've ever played, to be honest. Um, and I probably will not be playing this remake. Uh, 
it's just i don't i've already played the game like there's not much you can add to it that's really gonna make me make it worth paying another 70 dollars for something that i already know the start and end to the show or to to the game right um so i'm probably not going to be playing this uh that's a strong possibility that i'm not going to be playing this i can almost confirm that i'm not going to be playing this with that being said if you've never played silent hill 2 uh you should be first in line to pick this game up because this game silent hill 2 is freaking fantastic and because it's a remake they're going to be adding you know a unique twist to certain things and maybe change certain things um i'm not going to talk about the game because i don't want to spoil it for anyone because if this is going to be your first experience enjoy the hell out of it because it's going to be a hell of a ride silent hill 2 is fantastic so i highly recommend it but that's not all they announced okay konami did not just announce that they also announced townfall right silent hill townfall and uh it's hard to tell what townfall was apparently this is going to be a spin-off uh that's being developed by no code studios and annapurna interactive um, the new project will be unique, will be a unique take on the Silent Hill franchise from a highly decorated double A developer. Okay. So that's coming from IGN's report, right? Uh, the announcement trailer is a minute long, but it doesn't really tell you anything. It's like a, a radio feed and you don't really get a sense of what this game is going to be about. It's called Silent Hill Townfall. It's going to be a spinoff. Uh, so it's going to be a different story than what we're normally getting, what we used to get from Silent Hill, which is great. You know, let's expand who everybody's been dying for Silent Hill, like to come back right forever, like literally forever. And not only are we getting a remake, but we're getting a, a new Silent Hill spinoff finally. Right. And that's not all <laughs> sound like Billy Mays. And that's not all. For $19.99, you also get Silent Hill F. Silent Hill F, if you don't know, is another Silent Hill spinoff that's coming. This one, catch this, right? This one is set in 1960s Japan. We're getting a Silent Hill game in Japan. I, what are we going to get in this? This is going to be bonkers. I cannot wait, right? It's going to be a narrative driven spinoff in Japan. It's going to be terrifying. It's going to be a big world. It's going to be a psychological supernatural, just what we like from Silent Hill. And it, oh man, the fact that it's in Japan just further like makes it unique in its own way. And uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this game. Um, the trailer was cool. You know, the, the, the artwork of, of the of the cover looks awesome. But wait, there's more. <laughs> we have also from Konami, Silent Hill Ascension. Silent Hill Ascension, which is uh another silent hill um 
story. I think it's going to be based off of the original story or the original characters, right? I'm not 100% sure, but apparently this is going to be uh, like a, an immersive... Um, it's going to be uh, like the players control the outcome type of type of thing it's gonna be like it's like a live story on all platforms right and let's say we all as a collective decide we want this character to uh die or this character to go into this door or whatever i don't know i, I that's how i'm taking this as like it's an interactive story. It's an interactive Silent Hill story where we're going to control the outcome and control the direction. Um, so that's interesting, right? It's just the, the amount of Silent Hill news that came out of that was nuts. Like four different Silent Hill games is on, on the way out. One being a remake of their best one, right? Of their best Silent Hill game. Two, three new games, right? And on top of that, we are getting Return to Silent Hill, which is going to be a sequel to the movie. We're getting another Silent Hill movie. So not so not only did we not have anything Silent Hill related for years, now we have everything Silent Hill related. We're getting four games one being interactive a new movie like konami just woke up out of nowhere they stopped making slot machines it was like yup it's time to it's time to dive back into silent hill which i'm all for because silent hill is fantastic i liked silent hill better than resident evil as far as like a like a horror type of game like that Silent Hill was better to me than Resident Evil. And uh, I'm super excited to get a movie. I, I More more video game adaptations, the better. So send it my way. And speaking of Resident Evil, and we'll kind of close it there, right? Resident Evil also had a showcase. And uh, they announced the remake... Here we go. Another remake uh, of Resident Evil 4, right? Now, we knew Resident Evil 4's remake was coming, but they actually gave us a trailer, and the trailer looks good. Here's my thing. This one, I might actually play, and the reason being is I've never played Resident Evil 4. I've never played Resident Evil 5. I've never played 6, 7, 8. <laughs> I stopped after Resident Evil 3. Um... I don't know why I didn't play Resident Evil 4. I Because I enjoyed... 2 is my favorite Resident Evil of all time. But considering I've only played 3 of them. Um, it's very easy to pick Resident Evil 2. From what I'm hearing, Resident Evil 4 is just as good, if not better, than Resident Evil 2. Which is very intriguing to me. Because I absolutely loved Resident Evil 2. But again, I did not play the remake of 2. Um, I didn't need to relive that story for some reason. I, I don't know. It's just I, remakes. I don't, I don't need to spend $70 on a remake of something I've already played, but considering I never played Resident Evil four, I'm probably going to get this and, uh, play it and see what the fuss is about, about Resident Evil four. And is it, 
up to the standard for, of what I remember Resident Evil 2 being. Um, but the trailer was dope, man. The trailer was dope. And uh, yeah, I would be uh, I would be super excited for this game coming. If you haven't played it, if you have and you want to relive it, have at it. But um, that that's, you know, you know how I feel about that. But uh, we're going to. All right. So that kind of closes out, you know, the showcases and all the news that um, I thought was important to us. Uh, and we're going to now get into the November. We're going to close the show out with the November listing of uh, releases coming out. And starting at November 2nd, because we are in the holiday season, you know, we're going to bangers, right? We've gotten bangers in September. We've gotten bangers in October and October's not even done. We still have, you know, the full, full COD release coming. Uh, Gotham Knights just came out. Um, Bayonetta 3 is on the way this week as well. So, you know, we're in the season of bangers. And uh, November probably has the biggest banger of them all. And we'll get to it. Trust me, we'll get to it. Uh, but November 2nd, we have The Pass Within, which is a PC, iOS, mobile game, and Android, right? Wandering Duelist. PC game coming November 2nd. We have Shattered uh, Shattered Remastered Deluxe on all platforms November 2nd. Uh, what is that? Doraemon uh, Story of Seasons. Friends of the Great Kingdom. PC, PS5, and Switch coming November 2nd. I don't even think I've seen a trailer on that. Uh, the Chant, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, November 3rd, King's Hunt, Steam Early Access, PC, November 3rd, The Entropy Center, all platforms, November 3rd, actually, no, it's not on the Switch, my bad, it's all platforms but the Switch, November 3rd, Honey, I Joined a Cult, the official launch, PC, November 3rd, so far that wins as the most ridiculous name of the month, um, from Space, PC and Stadia, rip, PC and Switch, November 3rd, and Stadia, if it's even still coming out on Stadia. Um, Outshine is coming to PC November 3rd. Desperate, uh, Desperate Vladivosky, uh, hold on, Vladivostok, PSVR November 3rd. <laughs> I butchered the hell out of that. Space Tale. Every journey leads home. PC and Switch November 3rd. Damn, November 3rd's got some freaking releases. Holy crap. Uh, Die by the Blade. Uh, all platforms besides the Switch November 3rd. Ghost Song. All platforms, including the Switch November 3rd. Harvestella. PC and Switch November 4th. It Takes Two. Coming to the Switch November 4th. That was last year's Game of the Year, so... You haven't played it and you only have a switch you're getting a game of the year game uh november 4th uh soulstone survivors steam early access november 7th and then here's banger number one right banger number one we have sonic frontiers coming on all platforms november 8th this is a highly anticipated game a new open world sonic game banger alert banger alert Hopefully it delivers. Uh, a little to the left, PC game, November 8th. 
Land of the Vikings, Steam Early Access, PC November 8th, Football Manager 2023, uh, November 8th. That is a soccer game, if you didn't know. Uh, Banger Alert, Banger Game of the Year, Banger Game of the Year. Hello, Alert, Alert, God of War Ragnarok, November 9th. It is finally here. God of War is finally here. We are getting it. We are getting it. November 9th. Banger alert. Uh, yeah. So moving on, we got Dark Ultimate Edition. November 9th. All, all platforms. Shadow of the Guild. November 10th. Fabular. Once Upon a Space Time. Early Access. November 10th. On PC. Robo Legend. PC. November 10th. Tactic Org. Tactic Ogre. Reborn. November 11th. Uh, PC, PlayStation, Switch, Titan Station, PC, November 11th. Hidden Through Time Definite Edition, November 11th. PS4, PC, um, sorry, PlayStation and Switch. Pentiment, uh, PC and Xbox, November 15th. So it's probably a Game Pass game. Bloodland, PC, November 15th. Bravery uh, and Greed. PC, PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and Switch, November 15th. Banger alert. Banger alert. Banger alert. Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 is dropping November 16th. So stay tuned and uh, be ready for that. Because uh, once Warzone 2.0 drops... That's pretty much all you're going to be seeing for a long time. <laughs> on a multi, on the, you remember, you all remember when Warzone came out. Whether you played it or you didn't play it, you all knew about it, and everybody that you watched played it. And God, it was everywhere. And uh, it was a great game. I enjoyed it, obviously. And uh, I cannot wait to see what Infinity Ward dials up for the new and improved Warzone Two, because uh, Warzone got stale very, uh, very much so banger alert banger alert we have goat simulator 3 coming on 17th uh all platforms except for the switch uh that's not a banger alert by the way uh but to be fair i played the free version that we got from ps plus for goat simulator 2 and it was actually enjoyable <laughs> you just beat you like you as a goat just beat the hell out of yourself like you just launch yourself into people it causes destruction all over the place it was it was it's a stupid 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 game that's highly enjoyable um so goat simulator 3 is coming uh november 17th uh star stars oh my god star sand uh Console only, uh, PlayStation, Xbox, November 17th. My Fantastic Ranch, November 17th. Uh, looks like all platforms. Oakenfold, PC, November 17th. Wise 8, Lacrimosa of Dana, November 18th, PS5. The Dark Pictures Anthology, The Devil in Me. Uh, all platforms except for the Switch, November 18th. Uh, banger alert if you're on PC banger alert um, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales November 18th 
Shout out to the homie Heidelberg. Haven't seen him in uh, chat for a long time, but Heidelberg 1693, uh, upcoming November 18th. And that is all platforms besides PC, actually. No PC. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, banger alert. If you're a Pokemon fan, the new Scarlet and Violet is dropping on the Switch November 18th. So we got God of War. Pokemon, Sonic, Warzone, like bangers, bro. The holidays, the holiday hit fest, bro. Um, we have Evil West, all platforms except for the Switch, November 22nd. 22 Racing Series, Steam Early Access, PC, November 22nd. Gungrave Gore, all platforms except for the Switch, November 22nd. Ship of Fools, November 22nd, all platforms. Uh, World of Warcraft Dragonflight. Uh, that's a major release for PC on November 28th. So I'm a I'm a banger alert that one out. Uh, we got the Night Witch on all platforms except for the Switch on November 29th. Warhammer 40,000 Darktide uh, DLC or expansion uh, on PC November 30th. We have Garfield's Lasagna Party. That sounds fun. November 30th on all platforms. We have Front Mission First Remake on Switch, November uh, 30th. And we have Saint Qatar, all platforms, November 30th as well. And that does it for the November. Um, that does it for the November releases of the games. And we have a ton, a ton of bangers. And Honey, I Joined a Cult is probably the best title that we've gotten now all month. So shout out to Honey, I Joined a Cult. You win. You win the crazy title of the month, the award. But um, I'll definitely be playing some uh, Warzone 2. I'll definitely be playing some Sonic. I'll definitely be playing some, uh, 100% be playing some God of War. Yup. Um, and you know, I, I, I used to love back in the day, I used to love a good Pokemon story. So if Scarlet and Violet is, uh, solid, then who knows? Maybe I need a reason to play my switch is what I'm saying. I, I just need a reason. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you for listening. We're going to close it out there. We went a little over than I wanted to, but, uh, I appreciate you all listening. If you are listening on our podcast channels, thank you very much. Uh, we see you out there, and we truly appreciate it. If you're watching me on uh, uh, on YouTube, let me know in the comments of what you're looking forward to uh, in the month of November. Let me know in the comments if you agree with anything I've said in entertainment or gaming. And uh, if you want to have a debate of any kind, feel free to do so in the comments. Shout out to anyone lurking in our Twitch chat. We appreciate that as we are live as well. And uh, yeah, Gen Nation, that'll do it. This Tuesday, we do have another theater room. That is Theater Rooms episode 61. We are going to be tackling uh, Black Adam, deep dive into Black Adam. Hopefully, I see it by then. Uh, if not, then uh, I'll be very upset with myself. <laughs> um, but hopefully, I see that. So, we got Black Adam. We have Andor episode. We're probably going to go diving uh, deep into Andor episode six and seven, right? And then we have um, uh, the House of Dragons finale tomorrow night. So 
There's a lot to go over in uh, Theater Room Episode 61, so stay tuned for that. And uh, Gen Nation, this is the Multiversal Podcast, Episode 15. I appreciate you joining, and we'll see you next time. Stay tuned. We got the captain coming up next with some uh, Fortnite and Warzone. Peace, everybody.